0: me. Last week the church celebrated the great solemnity of the Assumption of Our Lady into Heaven on August 15th. Usually a week later, on August 22nd, we celebrate the memorial of the Queenship of Mary, her being crowned Queen in Heaven. This is the fifth glorious mystery the coronation of Our Lady as Queen of Heaven and Earth. And they're kind of a team, these two feast days. They complement each other. What begins in the Assumption, the heavenly sojourn of Our Lady, is culminated in the coronation, Our Lady's glorification in Heaven, her receiving that confirmation of her glory, which is her queenship. And there's a beautiful hymn in the Church's Liturgy of the Hours, which is part of the liturgy for August 15th, for the Assumption, and we can take it to our prayer. The ark which God has sanctified, which he has filled with grace, within the temple of the Lord, has found a resting place, more glorious than the seraphim, this ark of love divine. Corruption could not blemish her, whom death could not confine. God-bearing mother, virgin-chaste, who shines in heaven's sight. She wears a royal crown of stars, who is the door of light. To Father, Son, and Spirit blessed, may we give endless praise with Mary, who is Queen of Heaven through everlasting days. What a beautiful hymn! Contemplating the glory of Our Lady in Heaven. and That's what we can do in this time of prayer, in this meditation. To contemplate, to let the sight of our soul and the sight of our imagination, the vision of our heart, to let it rest. To let it rest in a lingering gaze on Our Lady in Heaven. What do we see there? We see that Our Lady shines brighter than any star, more glorious than the Seraphim, who shines in heaven's sight. She wears a royal crown of stars, who is the door of light. One of the titles of Our Lady in the Litany of Loretto is precisely, The Mirror of Justice that Our Lady's soul, Our Lady's holiness, is like a mirror, it reflects the infinite glory and the splendor of God Himself. The glory of Our Lady in heaven is the most perfect reflection of God's glory. Her splendor, her radiance as this star is the most perfect reflection of the light, the splendor, the radiance that is God Himself. And the concept of the glory of God and the reflected glory of Our Lady and the Saints is a very important concept in our faith and in our prayer life. It's a very important reality. It's more than a concept. It's more than a thought. something very real. And every feast day at Mass, we pray the Gloria. We sing out together as a church, Glory to God in the highest. And every time we pray that doxology we pray glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. And we often talk about giving glory to God. And one of the purposes of our existence the reasons that creatures exist at all is to give glory to God. This is the great aspiration of St. Ignatius of Loyola, Ad maiorum gloria Dei. Everything for the greater glory of God. What does that mean? What does it consist of? Well, part of it is praise. To give glory to God is to recognize His holiness. To recognize precisely that beauty, that radiance, His own brilliance. And to move from recognizing it is to consider God's wonder in himself. The radical, transcendent splendor of God. And so glory and giving glory to God is this interplay between what God is in himself, how good he is in in himself, and our universal recognition of that goodness. This is how St. Augustine defined the concept of glory, the word glory. He said it was clara notitia cum laude, Brilliant fame with praise. Having a brilliant fame, a brilliant reputation, accompanied by praise because of God's goodness, because of the goodness of the person who receives glory. This is what we do with God whenever we worship. Glory to God in the highest. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. We voluntarily recognize God's goodness and try to spread his brilliant fame. By praising him, we make public our own recognition of his wonder, of his splendor. And this is what our Lord does with Our Lady in the Assumption and in the Coronation. He glorifies her. He causes her splendor to shine forth in such a way that we can contemplate it that we can recognize it and that we can praise it. And so today, Lord, help us to look up into heaven and see Our Lady shining there, shining brighter than any of the angels, any of the seraphim, the highest angels, crowned with stars. And help us, Lord, to praise her, to love her, to venerate her. The glory of Jesus and of Our Lady in Heaven is a great source of hope. And hope is our desire for Heaven, is our desire for our own glorification, for our own being recognized as being saved and ha- as having become holy. Hope is our desire for Heaven and it's also that confidence that God will get us there. And to look up at the Heaven and to see Our Lady there Bolsters our hope. We want to be there with her. It increases our desire for heaven. And it also bolsters our confidence that it's possible that we can get there. To know that she has made it there to heaven, to know that she's been glorified there, increases our desire and our trust that we can be there with her in heaven. It gives a kind of target, a kind of object to our desired object, to our hope, it's possible to get to heaven. This world and its troubles do not have the last word. And we also look up and we see her shining like a star in heaven, and it reminds us that we're not alone. The Queen of heaven is our mother, we have this powerful ally in heaven, powerful advocate with God on our behalf. Who intercedes for us with, with very moving and powerful intercessory prayers? The Church prays to Our Lady, Ad Virgin of Mary to the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mediatrix of Grace. Recordare Virgo Mater Dei, dumstetris in conspectu Domini ut luceris per nobis bona. Remember, O Virgin Mother of God, When you stand in the sight of God, to speak well of us, to speak well on our behalf. And so to contemplate Our Lady in Heaven, to see her reflecting God's glory, moves us to praise, moves us to honor her, to venerate her. But it also moves us to have a great confidence that that wonderful, wonderful shining star in Heaven is there for us as an object of our hope, as an object of our trust, and as this great advocate, this great intercessor. It's our Mother who has been glorified. It's our Mother who has been made Queen of Heaven, Queen of all the angels, Queen of all the saints. It's our Mother who has been made the Mother of God and therefore has this great sway with God when we pray to her. Jesus, help me to look up and see Our Lady shining in heaven and remind me that she's pulling for me. That if I remain faithful to you, with humility starting over as many times as necessary, that if I keep trying, like Our Lady, to say yes to your plans for my life, which are plans of faith and hope and love, faithful love, well then, we know how the story ends. We know that it will end well for us. If I can keep looking up, Lord, I know that evil and suffering do not have the last word, no matter how prevalent they seem here, no matter how widespread they seem here, no matter how much they make me suffer here and others suffer who I love. If I keep looking up and I see that a lady has made it and she's been glorified and she's there for me, then I'll never despair. And I'll be reminded that my own destiny is to reflect the glory of God, to become resplendent like Our Lady. More glorious than the seraphim, God-bearing mother, virgin chaste, who shines in heaven's sight, she wears a royal crown of stars, who is the door of light. There's a wonderful passage in, in J.R.R. R. Tolkien's Lord of the Rings, Which speaks to this connection between looking up into heaven, looking to the stars, and being filled with hope. In the story, Sam and his master Frodo are in Mordor, heading towards Mount Doom, where they have to destroy this ring of power. And Mordor, of course, is a terrible place. It's kind of an image of hell, or at least hell on earth. And so the further they get into Mordor, the more they're fearful and anxious and despairing, the less hope that they feel. And so there's a scene where Sam and Frodo are camping out for the night and trying to sleep. And Tolkien writes, Sam struggled with his own weariness, and he took Frodo's hand. And there he sat silent till deep night fell. Then at last, he crawled out from the hiding place and looked out. The land seemed full of creaking and cracking and sly noises. But there was no sound of voice or of foot. Far above the Efelduath in the west, the night sky was still dim and pale. There, peeping among the cloud rack, above a dark tor, high up in the mountains... Sam saw a white star twinkle for a while. The beauty of it smote his heart as he looked up out of the forsaken land, and hope returned to him. For like a shaft clear and cold, the thought pierced him that in the end the shadow was only a small and passing thing. There was light and high beauty forever beyond its reach. His song in the tower had been defiance rather than hope, for then he was thinking of himself. Now, for a moment, his own fate, and even his master's, ceased to trouble him. He crawled back into the brambles and laid himself by Frodo's side, and putting away all fear, he cast himself into a deep and untroubled sleep. Sam looks up, And sees the beauty of the heavens, untouched by the shadow, and the shadow is the advancing effects of evil in the world, the advancing effects of darkness. And seeing that star shining with its beauty, he becomes convinced once again of hope, of the hopefulness of life and of his situation. The thought pierced him that in the end the shadow was only a small and passing thing. There was light and high beauty forever beyond its reach. And he's filled with hope and he can rest. He can cast aside fear and rest and go to sleep. It's a striking passage and and it's really a wonderful way to think about Our Lady in Heaven. The Glory of Our Lady in Heaven. And this is the way the Church actually <laughs> this is the way the church actually thinks about her. Our Lady is called the Star of the Sea. And the Morning Star. And she's depicted by the Church as that woman in Revelation who has that crown of stars around her head. And she's honored in the Church with the title the queen of heaven, the queenship of Mary, the star of the sea. It's sailors navigate by the stars, by the constellations. So only by contemplating the heavens, the stars, do they know where to go? Can they be confident that their course is set right, that they're making progress, that they're heading in the right direction? And we too, only by looking up and seeing Jesus and our mother glorified in heaven, do we know that it's possible to get there? And do we know how to get there precisely by imitating them? And Our Lady is the morning star. The morning star rises just before dawn. It's a harbinger of the sun. The sun, which is a sign of hope in the morning. The night time, the time of darkness, psychologically, spiritually, emotionally, even morally, is a time of fear, a time of sin, a time of spiritual and emotional darkness. And so people wait for the dawn, that image is, is very present in sacred scripture. Waiting for the Lord as a sentinel waits for the dawn, as a guard who has to watch at night, very scary situation, tense situation, waits for the dawn when he can see clearly again and hope returns to him, confidence returns to him. So Our Lady is this morning star telling us that the sun is coming, that everything's going to be okay, that darkness and night are not permanent, they're passing things star of the sea, morning star, mother of hope. And we live in in times which are in many ways dark to many people and, and for many different reasons. And the devil wants us to despair, he wants us to fear, he wants us to be anxiety ridden, and to regain hope, to recapture hope, confidence in the future. We have to look past the troubles, we have to see through them, and we can see through them and look past them only by looking up to God and to Our Lady and to the other saints. They too had to live through very difficult times, they too had to see past the evident and devastating, very painful, difficult circumstances that they were living through. In order to continue to live Christian lives and have the hope that their lives and their response to God make a difference, that they are sowing seeds of goodness in the world. Seeds that might not bear fruit in their own lifetime, but seeds that they were convinced that eventually would bear fruit, would help other souls to return to peace, to return to God, would help other souls be saved, get to the glory of heaven sowing seeds that, were, that would redound to their own glory. Daily Christian acts of kindness and instruction and prayer. By looking up to heaven, to the true reality, the saints and Our Lady were filled with hope in spite of the difficulties that they all had to live through. And so we too, when we're faced with economic hardships, medical hardships, political instability, ideological chaos, persecution. The devil wants us to lose hope. The devil wants us to despair. And we, like Sam Gamgee there in the Lord of the Rings, what are we to do? Well, in addition to continue to doing many good things, because we always have the opportunity to do many good things, No matter what's happening to us, we can love God, we can trust God with our daily lives, with our our lives as they are. But we also have to look up, we also have to contemplate, we have to remind ourselves of the reality of God, of the end of the story. That far beyond all the reality of evil and suffering shines God's goodness, and God is more powerful than all of this that's happening. We look up, we look up to Our Lady There's another beautiful hymn. This is from the Greek Orthodox Church and the Eastern Catholic Churches also recite this hymn. It's called the Akathist Hymn to Our Lady. This is just part of it. Rejoice through whom joy shall shine forth. Rejoice through whom the curse shall vanish. Rejoice fallen Adam's restoration. Rejoice, redemption of Eve's tears. Rejoice, height that is too difficult for human thought to ascend. Rejoice, depth that is too strenuous for angels' eyes to perceive. Rejoice, for you are the throne of God. Rejoice, for you hold him who sustains everything. Rejoice, star that shows forth the sun. Rejoice, womb. In which God became incarnate. Rejoice through whom creation is renewed. Rejoice through whom the Creator becomes an infant. Rejoice, O Bride unwedded. Rejoice, Mary in heaven, because you receive the reward of your holiness, the reward of your faithfulness, the reward of your trust. And encouraging you to rejoice, O Mother of ours in heaven, we ask you fill our hearts with confident hope, with joyful hope, as we say in the Mass every day, we await with joyful hope the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Fill our hearts with hope that makes us happy, that makes us cheerful in spite of everything. Because we have this great good in our lives. We can always be happy because we, have a, we always have a great good in our lives, which is God Himself and our Lord's love for us and Our Lady's love for us. And if we do that, even in this life, we too become mirrors of justice. We too in our own way become stars that others can look to, to receive hope and encouragement and light, inspiration. St. Paul, writing to the early Christians, says this, he says, For it is the God who said, Let light shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. The same God who says, Let there be light, let light shine out of the darkness. I am the light of the world, when Jesus says it. That same God has shown in our hearts. Why? So that we can give that light to others, to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But just as we have the same spirit of faith that is in accordance with the scripture, I believed and so I spoke, we also believe and so we speak, because we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus, and will bring us with you into his presence. Yes, everything is for your sake so that grace, as it extends to more and more people, may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God. Our destiny, the end of the story, is the same as our Lord's, is the same as our Lady's. To contemplate God's glory in heaven, to be filled with wonder and joy at loving God, contemplating Him forever. and thereby also to receive our own glory our own splendor so that you may be blameless and innocent saint paul describing christians again so that you may be blameless and innocent children of god without blemish in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation in which you shine like stars in the world rejoice star that shows forth the sun Our Lady in heaven, you are shining like a star there. And from earth we can look up and contemplate you with our prayer. And appeal to you. And appeal to you with our petitions. And yet at the same time, we dare to hope, as St. Paul reveals to us, that even in this life, like you did, we may shine like stars in the world. That our faith and our trust in God, our hope, our charity will let light shine out of darkness because God has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Jesus himself tells us that this is our destiny. We're all destined to be stars. He says, the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their Father." The righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their Father. A prophecy that has already been fulfilled with Our Lady, with her coronation, with her glory in heaven. And a process that is already underway in your life, in my life. Lord, help me to be up for this. There's a wonderful line from Viktor Frankl where he says that that which would give light must endure burning. What would give light what would shine, what would be glorious, what would be helpful for others, inspire others, must endure burning. And so how are we going to give light? Well, we have to give ourselves, and we have to make the sacrifices we need to make, and we have to go through the crosses. We have to keep walking through the painful valleys of, of shadow and darkness, which are very difficult, if we want to give light, if we want to be beacons of hope, if we want to like, Shine like stars in the, in the midst of a perverse generation. If we want to be a part of solution for all the world's, for all the world's problems, it's not a matter of necessarily figuring them out. We don't have to figure them all out and, ha- and come up with the perfect solution. We have to keep looking up towards the true good, towards the truly beautiful, towards the truly hopeful, so we can pattern our lives on it and direct our lives towards it. And then we will be sources of hope with all of our limitations, with all of our mistakes. We'll be stars by which others can guide and mark their own course. Because like Our Lady in Heaven, we're reflecting our Lord's glory, our Lord's truth, our Lord's beauty. Our Lady, Our Mother, Queen of Heaven, we tell you once again, rejoice. Rejoice for you are the throne of the King. Rejoice, for you hold him who sustains everything. Rejoice, star that shows forth the sun. And help us, our mother, in our own way, because we're your children, and we're Christ's brothers, and we're children of God. Help us, too, to shine like stars with the brightness of our Christian example, with the brightness of our holiness, our participation in God's own splendor. With the brightness of our hope, not giving into despair or fear or anxiety, but living a great hope which keeps us free, free from that fear and therefore free to love God and others. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations which you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect, my Immaculate Mother. St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me.